The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. This program is designed to discuss trends in real estate investing, promote financial literacy, and learn how to create financial freedom for your life. Get the hottest tips from experts in real estate investing and more. Now, here's your host, Lori Wetzel. Good morning, everyone. Uh, Depending upon where you are, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Welcome to Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel, and the real stands for real estate and financial literacy. You know, today is Election Day in the U.S., and I have listeners both domestic and international. And I gotta tell you, I'm really tired of all the political news. To me, it's a bit uh, at the level of craziness, and so I am ready for it to be over so that we can move forward uh, with uh, the election and whatever the outcome may be. But meanwhile, I tell this to my listeners, I'm not Democratic, I'm not Republican, I am educated. And that's the key. So no matter who winds up in political office, the key is to have education in the field of real estate investing so that you as an entrepreneur can grow your business. So for those of you who have never listened to our show, the format is to reach open-minded individuals who are willing to explore opportunities in real estate investing and financial literacy. So now real estate is not just about buying and selling houses. We consider ourselves to be problem solvers for those individuals who have some concerns, some issues with their housing, and we're here to offer solutions. For us as business owners, it's also about creating lifestyles, wealth, and freedom coupled with empowerment and accountability. Why? Because we are the ones to make a difference in this world. So today I have a very special format. It's going to be an hour long. I have a a very special guest that I'd love for him to just share some wisdom with. But before we get into that, you might be asking this question. You may be saying, you know, why should I listen to Lori Wetzel? What's so special about her in her show? Well, I will tell you why. First, financially, I had to reinvent myself. I lost my six-figure income job. So I went to no figures to, to six figures and making more than what I was making before in corporate America by becoming a real estate investor, a business owner, and an entrepreneur. Second, socially, we lead a team, a nationwide team of real estate investors. 
third, technologically, technologically, it's easy for me to reach out now to masses of people. We've got Skype. We've got the internet. We've got radio shows. We can live stream. We can help as many people as possible, not only in the U.S., but worldwide. So really, I just want to play with people who want more out of life. That's what I'm about. And people follow me not because they know me. People follow me because they know that I know them. So what's the number one thing that I know that you may not know? This is it. I want my listeners to focus in on this. You are enough. You are enough to do whatever you want to create for your life in this time on earth. You listen to my show, you're going to hang out with the light bringers, the magic makers, the world shifters, the game changers. I am going to challenge you, break you open, uplift and expand you, and I will not let you play small with your life. So that's really what our show is about. We want you to be a deal maker, not a job taker. So with that, our very special guest today is all about auctions. It's another form of real estate investing, and he is a specialist in that. Let me introduce my guest, John McCants. John has been investing in residential real estate since 1990 in several markets, primarily out on the West Coast in the state of Washington and Arizona. John has been a licensed real estate broker for over 20 years in Washington State. He works with the experienced group of agents and contractors, and he has a team approach on buying, rehabbing, flipping, maintaining his real estate investment portfolio with positive cash flow. Now, what John specializes most in is a competitive foreclosure marketplace. And his favorite source of investment purchases has to do with trustee sales or share sales, better known as bank auctions. John, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Loretta. It's awesome to be here, and it's, it's an honor to be on the radio with you out there in Chicago from sunny Arizona, where we're at today. Ah, beautiful, sunny Arizona. You know, this is why I have friends all across the country, because you know <laughs> I'm based in Chicago, right? Whenever you got it, I get you got it. too you know, cold. I love listening to your opening, you know, when you, you, you explain why should I listen to you and, and all, and you, you, it's almost like I was hearing someone talk about myself as I got into real estate investing. You talked about reinventing yourself, going from no figures to six figures. I wanted to go after this real estate thing so bad, I went to a real estate class and quit my job. So I went from making money to having none. Like, Whoa. you were watching me 20 years ago. So <laughs> I loved hearing that because it is a, a place where a lot of us are at. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so if you've never lived a life outside of the W-2 world, when it first happens to you, you think, oh, my God, the world is about to end. But really, 
it opens another door for you because there is a whole cadre of entrepreneurs and business owners out there. And we just happen to focus on the tool of real estate investing. So, yeah, let's talk a bit about your background because I always say you have that entrepreneur DNA. You quit your job in order to learn about real estate investing. Tell me more about that. Absolutely. Well, Lord, I grew up in a, a family that ran a small family insurance business, selling home and auto and you know, life insurance, that kind of thing. And uh, at some point, I watched some of those people that we insured that ran small businesses, that had construction companies. And I noticed something about these folks when I was running my dad's insurance business. They just seemed happier. They had a different feel. They, they looked at things differently. They weren't just about the cost of the insurance, but they were about what it was providing them. And so when I watched the stuff on TV about real estate investing, it somehow tagged into that. So it wasn't hard. I mean, I sat around Loretta for eight years wanting and thinking about real estate. I went to a class five days, one of the guru guys that comes in and leaves, and I had to quit my job. And, you know, at that point I wasn't working for dad, dad and I had sold the business to a bank and I was working in the insurance department of a bank. So I came back from that class and said, I want to be an investor. I got to get started. I'm here. And I didn't know how corporate America really works. Because by noon that day, they walked me in my car and, you know, I, I had no job. And so I was a real estate investor with no business cards and just cassette tapes in, in my, my, my portfolio and an encyclopedia from the, the, the guru who taught us. But I had a will, I had a desire, I made a plan and I started out uh, being an entrepreneur and real estate was my primary and only focus. So John, I just want to say you gave a new meaning to the definition, burn the ships. <laughs> burn the bridge, cut the, cut, yeah, burn the bridge, burn the ship. Yep, I did. And uh, I had no idea I was doing it. So I figured I'd stick around for a few weeks, nice guy and help. But no, they said, John, you're a nice guy, but you got to go. And um, it was actually a good thing for me, Loretta, because I, I, I had to do it. No job, needed to do it. So it worked, it worked out real well. Okay. Well, let's talk about the basics uh, of auctions. It is a type of foreclosure, isn't it? Absolutely. In each, uh, in each state, you have two primary auction types of properties. You're either in a, what's called a deed of trust state or you're in a mortgage state. And I think out west here, most of us are deed of trust where you just have a legal process that the bank has to do to take the collateral back, which is the house. Um, and they go through this process. It takes about 180, 190 days. Um, and then there's the other side of the country, and in about half of the states, it's a, a mortgage state, and it goes through the court system. It's a judicial process, and it goes through a similar process. And in some states, it can be as quick as 21 days. <laughs> in others, it can take almost a year. So as a foreclosure or an auction person, you need to find out how homes and property is taken back by the, the lenders in your area so to understand the process that's involved to get that home up for sale to repay the, the bank, if you will, for their debt if people aren't paying the bills. Okay. So tell me a bit about the, these homeowners that are in foreclosure. What options do they have while they're in foreclosure 
or pre-foreclosure. I mean, I'm sure, you know, most people would not want to lose their homes. They're good people, but suddenly they find themselves in a situation where they are four months, six months, maybe even a year behind in their mortgage, and they they're like, there's no way I can dig out of this. So what are some of the options um, that uh, people, homeowners in foreclosure, that they might have? Absolutely. It's a tough situation. I mean, bad things happen to good people. And you talked about it in your opening. We do become problem solvers. So some of these people um, have lost their job, gone through a divorce, had a medical issue, had something that they didn't create. It just happened. And so they're good people. They just can't pay their bills. I call them fallen angels. They just fall upon bad times. Their Mm -hmm. options are kind of limited. They can borrow money from family or friends. They can try to sell the property quickly. Um, They can do a a short sale, which is a discounted sale if they're over-leveraged. But it's tough for these people because at that time, they may not be really totally straight up with what's really happening to them. Uh, oftentimes I've knocked on the door to talk to somebody and the wife who answers the door has no clue what I'm talking about when I'm saying, hey, this house is for sale because the husband was paying the bills and the husband wasn't talking to the wife. I've had it happen the other way. So oftentimes there's some social issues that are involved here in this and we need to be very good with people. So one of the things that skills you get is be a good listener and a people person. But people in foreclosure are really hanging on to a slippery rope and you're going to fall off the cliff if they don't do something and they get into denial, Loretta, and that's why when we go out and make mailers or, or advertise and have them come to us, or really, I go out there and knock on their door, it's very, you have to be empathetic, sympathetic, but straight up and see if you can get them to talk enough that we can help them, and then we help assess their situation, whether it's best to try to refinance, bring in new money, or get out of this home and sell to us or put it on the market and sell it. It's a challenging situation. Oh. Opportunity exists there, and uh, at the same time, it's a disaster for them, potentially. Okay, got it. So when we come back from break, we'll, we'll get more into the auction process. Uh, we'll be right back with my very special guest, John McCanns. Today we're talking about uh, a form of foreclosure in real estate investing is how to acquire properties through auctions. Back in a moment with Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Do you find yourself working tirelessly to keep your business going? Are you finding out that you don't have time for family, friends, any kind of personal life whatsoever? It's time to stop feeling trapped by your business. Tune in to Reclaim Your Freedom with host Shirley Dalton. You'll hear from guests that will help you work on your business instead of constantly in your business and get your life back while the business keeps running and humming. Reclaim Your Freedom airs live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? 
Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Effective leadership is what will propel the world, organizations, and businesses through a range of dynamic changes. How do you keep up with these changes, build skills, and lead effectively? Listen for Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf. Maureen offers tools and engaging guests who are leaders in their field. With each week, you'll work on and improve your skills to lead with confidence and drive your organization's success. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Business. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. This is Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. To reach Lori with questions or comments, please send an email to Lori at meetlauriewetzel.com. Again, that's Lori at meetlauriewetzel.com. Now, back to Keeping It Real. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel, and the real stands for real estate and financial literacy. Now, my listeners have contacted me, and they are saying, well, Lori, how can we find out more information? And originally, I was only rewarding my live listeners, and so I got some feedback like, listen, we download your show. We listen to it as well. So what about us? So this is what I'm going to do for the month of November in honor of all veterans. You could be a veteran or not, but because this month we celebrate Veterans Day, it's really an important time to remember those who risk their lives to defend the freedom of others. So this is what I'm going to do. The Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel radio show is going to cover the cost of a live real estate workshop. Now, how do you tap into that? Dial this number, 312-242-3393. That's 312-242-3393. Leave your name, your phone number, your email address, and a best time to call you back either morning, afternoon, or evening. And if you are interested in participating in a live real estate workshop online, it is going to be on Saturday, November 19th. Uh, The subject will be multifamily units short term. So it'll be fix and flip with multifamily units on Saturday, November 19th from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Central Time online. So it's a full day of real estate investing training and Lori Wetzel's show is going to cover the cost of that. Now, you've got to dial this number and let us know that you're interested at 312-242-3393. That's 312-242-3393. 
if you download the podcast after the live radio show, please do this by Friday, November the 11th. It's Veterans Day. It's a great, great way to honor our veterans. So if you're downloading the show, I'll give you an opportunity as well. 312-242-3393. All right, back with my very special guest, John McCants. We're talking about auctions. So I know we were looking at options that uh, the fallen angels, as you mentioned, they're in trouble with their property. They go into foreclosure. And you mentioned a number of different options. But most people kind of take the easy way out. They file bankruptcy. I don't know if easy is quite the right adjective. Maybe that would be, that's just what they're familiar with. But are there pros and cons to whether or not they should file for bankruptcy or not, John? You know, Loretta, there are. I'm not super qualified on bankruptcy to give, you know, advice that way. So I, I really take that position uh, when I meet with people. I mean, I'll tell you a little bit here now, but just, I want to be careful when I'm dealing with someone in foreclosure um, because there's a lot of consumer uh, advocates out there for or c- consumer advocacy for them because they are, you know, they're damaged goods at some point. And so if I ever got into court, who do you think would win, them or me? They're going to look at me as a predator. So I'm very careful as an investor because, and I'm trying to get some concepts across here on your show to help people so that I can be a different maker. You know, look like I'm a difference maker than somebody else because I can only imagine someone that might have been in this house talking to these folks ahead of me. Who knows what they claim and who knows mm-hmm. knows what they say? So mm-hmm. bankruptcy, I will tell people, is typically just a delay process. You're mm-hmm. still going to have to have the facts and figures run by a bankruptcy attorney, and if you get to court, you know they're going to look at your situation financially to see if the house can be used. Uh, to offset all the other things. Foreclosure is just one thing, folks. So I suggest that those people go to a bankruptcy attorney. I give them several names, but, you know, I don't give them one. So um, bankruptcy is really, to me, Loretta, nothing more than a delay process. If they've got enough equity and enough value out there in a home, they can save some of it. There's something called homestead. Each state, I think it's $150,000 in our state, and each state has a, a certain amount of equity that a homeowner can keep in their home, and still go through bankruptcy and, you know, have creditors not get paid. But if there's enough equity there, then that equity will be used and the bankruptcy court will assess it. So I try to keep generic, but I also try to be an advocate for them as to what's the best thing that can happen to you here because you're in a tough, tough spot. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, it's still the homeowner's choice. They get to choose yep. and decide which path or option that they will want to take. As problem solvers, real estate investors, we just offer different options that they may or may not be familiar with, and at the end of the day, they get to choose. Absolutely. They they do, and and I want to educate them a little bit when I'm there. If they'll listen, and there's not a lot of emotion, so when I'm at the door or I'm in the home, that's my goal, get in the kitchen, you know, and be in the house with both husband and wife, Uh, and guys never go in a house with a child. Uh, it's their word against yours, although there's some do's and don'ts, um, and never go in the house if there's just a single person, a female, and you're a guy. It's just one of the things. Be careful. Um, there's always a better way to meet with those kind of people, and, and there's a lot of kids behind doors and parents at work, and so I, if they're juvenile, I, I protect myself and them, but one of the education pieces that I would say before figuring out all their options is to know the timeline that they're on in your state 
well as mine, there's a certain amount of time till this sale is coming up. And they're either in pre-foreclosure or they're almost ready for sale. And so to find out where they're at on what I call the foreclosure timeline is really big because it helps us dictate what might be their best strategy. And if it's at the very end, then filing bankruptcy would delay it and give them some time. Mm, that makes sense. So the t- identifying the timeline is key. Yeah, see how much time is left, or did this just start, or is it getting ready to complete, and are you catching them in the last days before their house goes to sell? Got it, got it. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about auctions, because it is a type of foreclosure. So on average, do you have an idea of how many properties go to auctions each month? I'm sure that there are some geographical differences, but on an average nationwide, are there a lot of properties that go to auctions each month? Absolutely. You know, it's uh, <clears throat> one of the things people don't know that this really exists, partly because they just aren't aware of it. It's also happening during the day, you know, and, and they're at work. That's where most people are, so they're not following it. And it's a cash-type sale. In most cases, you've got to bring money and pay for the amount that you're going to bid on a home. So... To give you a really good example, here about three years ago, maybe three and a half, four years ago, in King County in the Seattle area, where I was, mm-hmm. I and my team were operating at a pretty high level, we had on a weekly basis, Loretta, over 500 homes scheduled to sell in the King County. That's the general Seattle, Tacoma, Everett, Everett area, but in the Seattle area and Bellevue alone, 500 a week. <clears throat> I was up there in September. Now, we've gone through a change in our real estate market Supply and demand, right? It's more of a seller's market in most of the country right now because supply is low and demand is high because of interest rates. And so right now in King County, the last Friday I was up there, because it happens once a week on a Friday, 126 homes scheduled for sale. Wow. So we are in kind of a dip. Uh, They call it a shadow. There's a shadow of homes out there that the banks are holding off on taking the sale. It might Mm -hmm. be in foreclosure, but they're not pushing the sale. And there's a shadow of homes that the banks have already taken back as bank-owned properties, real estate-owned, and that foreclosed on, and they own them, and they're not putting on the market. So our inventory across the country is low where demand is high, and that's true in the foreclosure auction business where, where the homes are being sold off uh, to pay bad debt. So we're at, we're at a low time. It's a, it's a seller's market, and it's harder to do auction right now because there's just not as many opportunities. So... It's true, though, on the MLS, it's true everywhere else right now, for the most part, across our country. Okay, all right. So, tell me, if you're a real estate investor, because you mentioned this is a cash transaction, so what's the basic auction process that an investor would go through if they're interested in executing this type of strategy? Okay. Yeah, there's several, and um, it either goes through your court system or it's done at the courthouse steps. I'll explain the one that I feel is the most common. It's really a verbal auction. Um, an auctioneer will show up at 10 o'clock, typically, uh, where I play ball in Washington and Arizona, if you will. And I know they're in Cook County and different places. I'm not mistaken. That's one of the names of one of the counties that I've played with in your with some of your investors when we were back there once, and they go through the court systems. They know the dates and times just as well as I do. and They know what days to be where and so um, and how the bidding process goes. And so typically it's a verbal. They open up. They identify this is the borrower's name. This is the property address. And 
tax ID number because you know, your address isn't really your true identifier of the house. It's the tax identification number. APN, assessor's parcel number. That's really the true address to your home. The real address that we use is a postal address. So you need to make sure it's the right people, the right property, and the bank that's foreclosing. And so they'll open up the bidding and say, anybody wants to qualify for this, you have to bring in a cashier's check or the funds that you're showing that are going to be able to be your money to back the sale. At that point, the sale caller, the crier, will open up the bidding at whatever the amount is that the lender, the beneficiary, puts out as their opening bid. And from there, it's a bidding process, just an open verbal bidding in most cases around the country. Now, the auctioneer can bid against you. The bank can send instructions that if the bidding goes to a certain level, they can bid along with you, but they can't bid over what they're owed. And so what, what that means is is it, it's oftentimes a bank is owed more than the property is worth. And so they'll open the bidding at a substantially lower amount than what they're owed. And so their bid might be hundred grand, but they're owed 200 And they'll give the auctioneer the instructions that we'll bid against third parties, us, you know, the competition, up to 150 And so that can happen. It's called a dropped bid or a specified bid. The bank puts out. They don't want the property but they want to get as much money as they can, so they put a low bid to entice us. So it's a verbal verbal process, and you have to bring the money at the, at the beginning, and at the end you have to show them and pay them either there on the spot, or like in Arizona it's $10,000 at time of sale, and the balance of funds the next business day. I think in Texas, and maybe even in Chicago, you have 30 days to bring in that money, but you have to put at least 10% or a certain deposit on the day you bid. Okay, awesome. So when we come back from break, John, that was a great overview of the basic auction process. I want to dig down a little deeper into each step because if there are individuals that are listening, I'm sure they're going to want to find out, okay, how do I really get involved? Where do I get started? Is there an auction list? What do I review on that list? So we're going we're gonna to cover that when we come back from the break. Back in a moment, you are listening to Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. Be a deal maker, not a job taker. Back in a moment. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. If you are an investor in gold or mining, or if you are thinking of investing, you won't want to miss the Mining Stock Report with Christopher Haugen. When investing in precious metals or mining, there are risks, as with any investment, but there stands to be some great rewards if you know what to look for. That's where we come in with mining experts, CEOs, geologists, and more. The Mining Stock Report airs every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Where are you financially? 
Did you know that nearly three quarters of U.S. consumers have less than $1,000 in their retirement plans? No matter what stage of life you're in, listening to The Steady Investor can help. Hosts Mitch Zacks and Mark Vickery, along with their guest experts, discuss what you need to know to warm up that nest egg. It doesn't matter when you start, you just need to start. Tune in to The Steady Investor, Thursdays at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. To reach Lori with questions or comments, please send an email to Lori at meetlauriwetzel.com. Again, that's Lori at meetlauriwetzel.com. Now, back to Keeping It Real. Welcome back, everyone. I'm speaking with John McCants, who is a real estate investor and also an instructor at our real estate investing institution. And today we are talking about auctions. So John just recently before the break went over the basic auction process. Now, is this a, a, a strategy for novices or typically you want to be an experienced real estate investor with deals underneath your belt? Because here's why I asked that question. Some real estate strategies, you do have the ability to do real estate with none of your own money and none of your own credit. You do have to have it. It may not necessarily be your own. Here in this auction process, you do have to be prepared with a cashier's check for a certain percentage down, say 10%, with the ability to fulfill on the 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 bidding price that won, uh, you know, pretty much within 24 hours or whatever your state guidelines indicate. So, I don't know. Is this normally for novices or seasoned investors, John? Well, you know, I started out as a novice, obviously, when I started this thing, because I was looking at foreclosures, and one of the foreclosures led to the auction, and I saw how stuff at auction, I'm like, wow, you know, the offer I had on it was higher as a short sale back in the 90s, and the bank didn't take the short sale, they took it to auction, so it got my attention. And so, at the end of the day, today, now, what I would call the auction is just a really fast, quick sale. If you become good enough to assess the value of a home, figure out its condition, and know what you can sell it for, you know, after you fix it up, you can start buying houses at auction real quickly because really all it is, it's for sale. You know, I look at a list on Thursday, tour the property, check the title, verify, you know, what I'm getting involved in here, and go out and assess my market and bid the next day. It doesn't, so if you've got some experience, this is just uh, a source of real estate on a list. From a technical standpoint, what I would suggest people do is what I did. You can take 90 days, you can take 30, but I drove everything on the list for three months. I followed all the sales I could to auction, and then I followed the competition who was doing it uh, and who who bid and won and saw what they were doing with these homes. Were they bidding on them to buy and hold as rentals, or were they bidding on them to fix and flip as investment turns? 
or were they bidding on them for homes to live in? And as I watched this, that's where I started saying, no, that's where the experience comes in because I don't want to be in a bidding war and outbid someone who's going to live in a home and I'm fixing and flipping it. Because the person mm-hmm. that's going to live in it doesn't have to buy it as cheap as I do to fix and flip because I'm going to put the, the, you know, the, the full rehab on it. I'm going to pay more money for it, you know, for the cost of doing it. And I'm going to probably have leveraged money where I'm borrowing it with points and fees unless I have my own cash. And I'm going to use all sales costs. So a beginner would be best by watching the circus, watching the system, understanding <laughs> it, and then you're good to go. It's just buying a home, buying a building, buying property. It's the same as buying it off the MLS. It's just we're doing it in a day. You know, you just get to know the ropes and understand the competition so you know who you're bidding against, know your numbers, know the condition of the property. doesn't take much time, 90 days or less, 30 days or less. You could be rocking and rolling. Now, you mentioned a very valid point about knowing your numbers. This is definitely not a business to get emotional with. So the key, I think you would agree to this, is being able to become educated in the auction process, know how to analyze your properties. You mentioned drive driving them. So you're checking them out. You know how to put a deal together. You know how to analyze a deal and you have your numbers. Once you have those numbers, you stick to them. Don't become emotional with it or caught up in the bidding because otherwise I would think you'd lose your shirt. Is that accurate? That is accurate. You know, Lori, you said something too about the education part of it. I have really banked on getting good information. And it's hard for us to get good information out there because so much is being sold to us. So I've spent lots of money over the years. And fortunately, you know, some of the classes I've gone to have really paid off. The key is is to get good information and get around people that are doing what it is you want to do and then go out to the field and test drive it. Use it. Understand it. Get a feel for it. Come back with lots of questions. Every time I've done that, you go back to the education, the learning, the place where you got the source, if you will, and that a whole plethora of new ideas and thoughts comes out because now you've gone out and touched it. You've felt it. You've understood what it was. And so it really brings a whole other level of learning to you. Good information, apply it, go back. Even if it's a dry run, you're going through the motions. And then get in mentorship with people around you. That's what's really happened to me. And you mentioned I'm an educator for one of the educational companies, I became successful enough at it that they said, John, we want you to teach for us because you're a player. You're, you're doing this today. You know what you're doing. I learned it from the field. I learned it from a book. I learned it from a tape, but I went and did it. And then once I've done it, now I'm hanging around people that are also doing it. And at that point, that's when you can become the teacher because you're a practitioner at it. You're in network and in uh, harmony or uh, networking with like-minded people, and that's the difference I see in, in how education really works for people, is going out and touching it, feeling it, doing it, and then being there with others. That's where momentum and the ripple starts. You know, that's why I'm on your show. With our ripples cross paths, you know? You remind me of a saying that I have. Uh, oftentimes, I'll hear people say knowledge is power, and I tell them No. I said, all the knowledge is is not going to do you any good if it's still sitting on the shelf and you don't put it in action. 
And so I always tell people applied knowledge is power. And so it's just exactly what you said. You've got to become educated. You've got to go out in the field. You've got to tweak your process. You've got to hang around or focus and observe on those that are already doing it, how they're bidding, uh, so you, to make sure you don't find yourself in trouble and to pair yourself up with a mentor. So education, action, mentorship are all three key components, not only for auctions, but I would think any successful real estate investing strategy. Absolutely. No, it's the key, and it's, it's no longer the Lone Ranger effect anymore. We've got the Internet, got way too much other information out there, but you just got to get people to meet in the streets and kick the dirt around a little bit and get some on you. That's when you become a real estate investor. Someday you'll be delegating everybody to do from your sandals or from the beach, I suppose, but, you know, the ones that really go out and get dirty first and understand it, and get that suit and tie off and, and get, you know, get down and get dirty, then you know from experience how to play this game and then you can train other people and work in a harmony with we partner up on deals you know from time to time and you want to partner with someone that knows their stuff got it so now where do you find your list for auctions john you know that's public information and there's a lot of people that have misinformation on that you can see the list on the internet buy this list for a dollar you know whatever i i don't care the best list is from the county that where you're going to play ball in Get it from the county recorder's office on notice of a trustee sale or on mortgage sales. It's called Liz Pendence. I, spelled, I think it's spelled L-I-S-P-E-N-D-E-N-S in your county under the mortgage side of things. So you can Google, you know, not Google, but you can go through the Internet to get it. Better than that, you know, since it is public information, we can get it off the Internet that way. A title insurance company or a real estate agent in working with a title company, will be providing that list. They have it. They provide it to the realtors and to lenders out there. There's also services that actually take all that information from the county, either directly from the county or from the title company. They put it in a format that you can read it because you've got to understand there's about 17 fields of information on a sale, all the property features, the mortgage features, the people features. Well, if you get that on a disc or off of a piece of paper from the county and it's all you know not in an order you can use very effectively, Mm -hmm. the title company or the list provider, the foreclosure list provider, will put it in to a format that you can understand it and you can use and it becomes your system. I suggest not paying for it up front in advance if you're going to use a list provider. Most of us, because I've run a company like that, we will charge a fee for your successful purchase and we'll let you use the list for free and then boom, you, you, you get to pay us when you buy your property. There are some lists that you have to pay a small monthly fee up front, and then you don't pay so much upon your purchase. There's two ways to do it. But it is public, and it is free, and you can get it through the court or the county recorder's office. Mm, you know, you remind me of another thing that we teach in our real estate investing education. The real estate is definitely a team sport, not an individual sport. And so part of that means building your real estate team so of course people think oh yeah i need a real estate attorney but what about that title insurance company you just hit on something very special because uh you could do the legwork and go to your respective county where you're doing the business is business in but also 
using that title insurance company, partnering with other individuals or even the list provider, that helps to grow your real estate team. Yep. You're going to have these people on your team one way or another, and they're in business for you. You know, insurance, uh, title insurance people, they're in the insurance business. And there's a customer service rep or there's a territory or area rep that wants to work with the realtors, wants to work with the investors, and, and you can get a lot of information from them, but they are part of our team, lenders, real estate agents, appraisers, contractors, and you need to have two or three of them, but there's one in each category that's going to be your go-to person. Like for me at auction, that title person, if I have a question on day of auction and I'm out there and someone brings something up, it's like, oh, man, I don't know if I did all my due diligence. I'm not sure if this is you know, the right mortgage or whatever. I've got someone I can call and they know I'm calling that morning and the phone will be open to get to the customer service desk to do it. So having a team and not being a lone ranger in real estate investing is critical. Because there are times we're going to go on vacation to Costa Rica or to Chicago or to Arizona and be out of, you know, out of place. And you want to have people that can back you up and that the, your business can keep going even if you're not on the ground every day working it. Okay, great. Well, we've got to go to a break. So when we come back, we're going to talk about what are some things, some criteria that you look for when you're acquiring a, a property at an auction. So we'll, we'll talk about that. When we come back, be back in a moment with Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. If you are in the sales field or maybe don't even know that you are, you need a plan to be successful. Every day we are engaged in business and don't even realize that it all comes down to sales. We all have something to say and need to motivate others to the same way of thinking. Sales Execution Optimization, the new SEO, is the show that gets you thinking and speaking whatever the product or service. Host Phil Bush will give you the tips you need to succeed. Listen every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. Get a unique and playful insider's take on the biggest stories in tech, media, and entertainment. Join Lori H. Schwartz, well-known technology catalyst, comedian, and geek girl, as she and leading experts in the media and content business dive into the biggest stories in technology trends, consumer behaviors, and its impact on Hollywood. If you're looking to respond to the tech-fueled changes in the marketplace, then tune in to the Tech Cat Show Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business and syndicated to Voice America Women's Channel. How is your work-life balance? In most businesses, no matter where you are positioned, there is always room for improvement. If you're an executive, learn insight about your business. Are you an employee? Learn how to better work with your team. Even if you're not in business, you can learn where your strengths and weaknesses can be played to their best potential. The Work-Life Balance with host Rick Morris can be heard live every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. This is Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. To reach Lori with questions or comments, please send an email to lori at meetlauriwetzel.com. Again, that's lori 
at meetlauriewetzel.com. Now, back to Keeping It Real. Welcome back, everyone. Once again, uh, Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel and my guest, John McCants. Before we get started, just want to share with you how much we really appreciate our listeners. So Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel, we are going to cover the cost of a live real estate workshop online. It is scheduled for Saturday, November 19th. The subject is multi-units on short-term. It is a full-day workshop from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. How do you access this? Well, all you got to do is dial 312-242-3393. Again, 312-242-3393. Leave your name, phone number, email, and the best time to call you back and say, Hey, I'm interested in the online real estate workshop live on Saturday, November 19th. And for my friends who download the show after afterwards, I have something special for you as well. If you contact my office no later than Friday, November the 11th, since Friday is Veterans Day and this is the month of November, you can also get in on this offer. We will cover the cost of a live real estate workshop. Dial 312-242-3393. 312-242-3393. Leave your name, phone number, best time to call back, 312-242-3393. All right, we're talking about auctions today. There are all different types of auctions, but I'm curious now because, I, John, I, I see HUD auctions, VA auctions, Fannie, Freddie, private auction sites on the MLS. Do you ever have uh, tackle any of those auctions as well? Yeah, I think the thing, yes, I, I have. But the thing to understand, and, and I, there's some myths behind auctions and foreclosure. The main auction, the primary auction, is called a judicial sale, a sheriff sale, or a, uh, in, in, in a trustee state, it's called a trustee sale. So sheriff sale or trustee sale, those are the terms to Google. That's where the lender, the beneficiary on your note that you owe the bank, is taking a forceful action to sell your home. Once that happens, if no one buys it, it goes back to the lender. Now, FHA is HUD. VA is the Veterans Administration loans. So all these loans, Fannie Freddie, some of the others, that go back, go back to lenders. Now, the Lenders, the HUD and VA, have bought both of them off their foreclosure list. Those are no longer foreclosures, folks. Those are bank-owned properties. They're owned by a lender, and the lender happens to be HUD. There's Bank of America out there right now using auction.com, water on the West Coast. I'm not sure about the rest of the country. But they put their notice of sale, trustee sales, on this list, but they also put the homes that they've already taken to foreclosure on this list that are listed on the MLS, and they're auctioning them off to something called auction.com. So auction is just a process that a lot of people use. I have actually used an auction process to sell one of my fix and flips. We call it a round-robin auction. We can't get a home sold the way we want, and we just put it up for auction and advertise it on the MLS and Craigslist and everywhere, and we do a blitz, and we sell it on a Saturday, and we get it sold that way. So it's just a process. The true one is the one where the bank's, 
by public notice and through the county records and through the court system taking your home away. That's the true foreclosure. The rest are typically just people or lenders or entities selling their inventory off through a process called auction. So basically they're REOs, and, but they're using the current marketing process, if you will, to attempt to have those folks to come in and buy, but it's not a true auction per se. It is exactly. It, there's a perception that if you buy something through an auction, you're getting a deal. <laughs> so they do that. You just got to be careful. I've bought several HUD homes. I've got a couple VA rental properties in Spokane, Washington, right now that I bought off the VA list. You know, I bought them because they were being auctioned off five percent down, thirty-year fixed mortgage at five point five percent back here fifteen years ago, and that was a great loan. And not only could a homeowner get them, but a investor could get it. So five percent out of pocket. And a 30-year fix at 5.5% when interest rates were closer to 9 or 10, I was all over it. But it was yeah. just buying an REO property through the VA. Got it, got it. So we have three about three minutes left. Tell me, what's a good property to acquire at an auction? When you're looking at that list, what are some of the criteria specs that you're looking for and you'd say, oh, I think I'm going to drive out to that property because this looks like it has good potential. You know, the first point I would look at is the debt to value. If you can find an auction property that the debt starts low compared to its value, and you know that that's the only debt on the property, now you've got a chance to get yourself what we call a bargain, or, you know, they call us bottom feeders. We're, we're going to the low, the low, you know, buy low, sell high. So anytime you see an old loan or a loan that's way low in value to the property, boy, there's opportunity. I look at geographical target areas. I look as much, Loretta, at areas I don't want to go, and I X them out and I never want to go there because that's just a bad area, a bad street, or it's next to a business. As much as I look at friendly areas, the areas I do want to go where there's a high turnover of property. The key to me, if I'm going to buy in a neighborhood, is how many homes sold in there in the last six months or a year that if I put mine on, is there a good turnover ratio? And then from there, it's a specific type of or style of property. I like, you know, to get three-bedroom, one-and-a-half bath or more homes, but I've bought a one-bedroom, one-bath. I've bought condos. I've bought fourplexes. But you want to find something that's got a return on value. And here's a couple numbers. You let me know what we got time. But if I'm going to go and buy a property out at auction, I'm going to buy it at 70 cents on the dollar or less after I've factored in a lot of my costs to take it down. If I'm going to flip it, that's what I have to do. If I'm going to buy a rental, it's at 75 or 80% to its value because I want to refinance and get all my money back out. <clears throat> if I buy it too high, I'm only going to get a 75, maybe an 80% loan. I can't get it out, so I have to buy it low. And if I'm going to buy a personal residence, guys, all you have to do to buy your own home at auction is beat the investor by a few hundred dollars, and you're going to buy homes at 70, 75 cents on the dollar because not too many of us are going to jump above that. Got it. Well, John, we are out of time. Thank you so much for your wisdom and your knowledge with regards to auctions. This has been a fantastic show. And you know what? I think down the road we're just going to have you back and you can just share more information about what it's like being a real estate investor and using the strategy of auctions. So, John, thanks again for being on the show. Thank you, Loretta. Appreciate it. And everybody, Loretta 
is one heck of a business person and I love what she's doing and bringing this information to you. It's a lot of people out there. There's only a few like Loretta. So definitely follow her and, and what she's doing. She's a great investor. Ah, thank, thank you, you so Loretta. much, John. Uh-huh. Take care. Okay. Okay. That, okay, folks, that's it for today's show. Another great show. You can listen to it live. You can download it later. Let me close with this quote. In any given moment, we have two options. You can step forward into growth or step back into safety. Which one will you choose? That's it for today. Keeping it real with Lori Wetzel. Until next time, be a deal maker and not a job taker. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning into Keeping It Real. Be sure to join Lori Wetzel again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Central, and 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. We know you'll learn something new every week, so we'll meet here again soon. Until then, focus on keeping it real and live a life of success.